0: what's the quote from Larry cake, which is actually the best alpha you could probably get. Cause it's actually related to a lot of stuff we're talking about careers. Let me see. Okay. Here it is. People. This is the answer to every question on the AMA we've already had. So I take back every previous answer about fire, about the best uh, experience about founder market fit. Here it is. This is my answer. To everything in every future AMA question. You're born, you take shit. You get out in the world. You take more shit. You climb a little higher. You take less shit till one day you're in the rarefied atmosphere and you forgot what shit even looks like.
1: There you go. look cake, son. Welcome to look the yeah. cake. put that ca- on a Dude. quote Instagram page, mate. That is beautiful. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Right, welcome to another episode of Not Investment Advice. we got Jack Butcher, Bilal Zedi, Trung Fan. Trung, where are you this week, mate? You changed locations space <laughs> yes <Yeah>, space. <laughs> space um yeah we go well obviously the the inside joke here is we we do have to once in a while do a pre-recorded episode when we can't make it my family's in town so i needed to record two in one week so we're going well, we, double we, we haven't missed right we haven't missed we are we delivering for the listeners there we go we're exactly, for you so. guys Um, This is an AMA episode this week. So thanks again to everyone who submitted questions in the Telegram group. The link to that group is in the show notes below if you're not already in there. Uh, If you ever want to submit a question, you should do it there. Um, Boys, let's just get straight into it. Kalos asked, your thoughts about FIRE? That is financial independence, retire early. I assume that's what you're talking about, not FIRE the actual FIRE. So, I think um,
0: fire was a good invention, important yeah, yeah, for important. humans to yeah. cook and not spend so much energy chewing on raw meat so they could get the calories without spending so much calories. Strong
1: actually gave a real answer. I love that.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> fire, people, for those that know, the energy density increased substantially for humans. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the most strong
1: answer, which is actually very true and beautifully yeah. put. Think about no, how much
0: energy you're expending chewing on meat, people.
1: Think about true. that. Oh okay. waste and, of time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, all right. So yeah, you guys obviously have heard of fire. I, I take it, yeah? And you know about it? There's this a This is my answer. Of, yeah, go on.
0: This is Trunk Fan's answer. So it is a big community. It's about people that want to very save money. Very big on Reddit. Yeah, very big on Reddit. And they save money, try to optimize their life uh, around saving money for some goal, like I'll retire at 35 or I'll retire at 40. Now I've seen some extremely successful people do this, but you've also probably seen some pretty viral stories recently of people being like, I'm going to find some, I don't know if Rafa, if you could pull some of these up, I'll I'll, I'll find them and shoot them over to you. But if something along the lines of, and I've seen multiple of these, it's like, Hey, I spent the past decade, my twenties, trying to optimize my life around retiring at 30. I did nothing in my twenties and I fucking regret it. That listen, that's extreme. Yeah, but that's what it feels like. That's what this shit feels like. And the greatest advice to anyone ever gave me such my good friend, Eric, uh, Eric, Oshone, shout out to you. Eric left a Wall Street job to go work uh, to live in Vietnam is where I met him. And when somebody asked him he's like, man, like, you know, why did you come to Vietnam? He's like, well, when I got to the university, I thought that I wanted to work hard for 20 years and then retire. But then I realized I could just move to Vietnam and get my foot massages every single day and like live my life. But like literally, no, 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 I don't mean like a euphemism. Like oh, foot massage or like yeah. something else. He literally <laughs> was getting a leg- foot massage. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry,
1: <laughs> Yo, I didn't
0: say that. This dude was literally at eleven a.m. This is no, this oh, is not yeah. like an extreme thing. It's like it was next to like the biggest office building in Saigon. There's a foot massage. You literally sit in a chair. And you have your laptop and you're working while well, you get hour long phone off. He's like, why'd I have to wait till I'm 30? Right. And here's another thing I'll say, sorry for taking out all the oxygen from this. Answer. No, this is
1: great. Go for it.
0: There's a, so Billy Oppenheimer shout out. Uh, I don't know if Billy listens to podcasts, Actually, he does a Ryan holidays, uh, a newsletter. I don't know. He's Ryan holidays, research assistant. So Ryan holidays, a beast. So if you're working for Ryan holiday, you're an animal. So, uh, uh, Billy has an awesome newsletter. It's called uh, Six at Six on Sunday. Uh, and it's uh, he gives six anecdotes about one theme. And last week, uh, he had an anecdote about Matt Damon. Matt Damon, for people who don't know, went to Harvard. Uh, super smart guy, obviously. Won uh, best. Uh, he wanted to be an actor, wanted to be a, a director. So they wrote the screenplay for Good Will Hunting. He won best original screenplay for Good Will Hunting in 1998 which is mind-blowing. This is early 20s. Him and Ben Affleck co-wrote oh, that. of
1: my favorite films. Incredible film. Yeah, films.
0: unbelievable, right? The guy wrote it. Freaking went to Harvard. Smart guy. But uh, the TLDR is, they asked him afterwards. Uh, he was reflecting on winning the Oscar. And then he like, he didn't really feel anything. He's like, he thought that when he's trying to get up in the game, that winning this would just like be the most incredible thing. You draft on the energy for the rest of your life. But then he won it. And, like, nothing really changed afterwards. Like, I mean, opportunities changed, but, like, his personal feeling, it changed, but then it kind of just went away. Like, we all know that uh, your baseline always comes back. And and this is what his reflection, which is so profound. He goes, if I had won that Oscar at 80 and I spent my 60 years trying to get that Oscar, I would have been so sad. Because, like, I would have spent 60 years trying to hunt that down, and that feeling just dissipates. It's like, I'm so glad I won it at that time to realize it just wasn't that big of a deal. I think that's what's happening. These fire people they're saving for some point in time and just forgetting just to live your life, right? And so that's my takeaway,
1: yeah. Well put, well put, Jack. Any thought? I have how some thoughts, but how are we Jack, gonna top go that? It. How are we gonna top
2: that? Man, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. All right, but yeah, just I agree, I agree. I think you, everybody goes through that not everybody, but a lot of people go through that phase of like, if only I could get to this point, then I'm going to be, everything's going to be good. I'm going to wake up every day. And I love what, I think a lot of the contrast there is that is the thing that you're focusing on. That's giving you this drive or giving you this purpose or making you get out of bed and work on stuff. And that's really the thing that you're chasing after, not the situation that, that engineers, so there, I had this, um, I went to this meetup in New York once, and there's this guy, uh, talking about basically the concept of work and how people confuse the thing they're working on for the, like the, the feeling you get from working on the thing, like a lot of people just like solving problems, right. Or they like helping people or they like, you know. There's very few, like, if you boil it down, what you're doing is waking up every day to work on a new problem. That's, like, the most intoxicating and uh, sustainable thing. And once you get to the resolution of the problem, you're just like, oh, I want something else to do. It's just your innate desire to do that. And if you're making significant sacrifices in pursuit of that solution, like, resolution, then you look back after 10 years and you're like, "Oh, now I just have to find something else to do." Uh, I don't think I've like I've been fortunate enough to get into a situation where I could not do something for a long period of time, and it's the last thing on Earth I want to do. Like you get to that point, you're just like, I've actually been seeing people on Twitter talk about this. like people who've had massive like liquidity events, made shitloads of money, yeah. literally never have to work again, and they panic more about money now than they ever used to. There's this yeah. um, Nasim Taleb quote said. I think it's in anti fragile, but it's like you have when you have more to lose, you like live more nervously. Like you like a lot of people talk about this. Like they're way happier when they're just like grinding it out, spending the money they make, put a little bit away, whatever. Don't be a moron about it. But like if you're op- like you're spending your whole life trying to optimize for a make believe scenario. I don't know you you almost never get there or you're like concentrating on the wrong thing you feel like you wasted time it's a hard thing to answer but i like i looked at that once i'm like i'm not the type of person that could ever do that like just i'm too erratic to sustain something like that or even this idea that circumstances will stay the same for the 50 years you've set yourself up for that's bullshit too right yeah that the rules
1: yeah because the the the, the summary of the fire movement, and I think you both made a perfect point there, but the summary of how it works is earn more than you spend. So there's two parts of that equation, earn more money, reduce your spend. And it just depends on what side of the coin you are, because that's just a generic personal finance advice too, right, like the Dave more Rams useful side. Right. Yeah, exactly, but there's more, there's different versions of that. There's like the uh, Rami Safi vibe, which he wrote, I will teach you to be rich actually very helpful book for, for a lot of people who have no idea about general personal finance. But the summary nowadays is earn more, reduce your cost, and then keep investing in index funds, essentially, you know, rent if you, if you can't afford to buy, all those sorts of things. You can go into details. And I think sometimes the details are very important. But the most important part of that to me has always been, how can I increase my income and also make sure I'm not over living like spending money on things I don't actually need and that's actually where a lot of people really mess up it's like they've gone through this phase where they're essentially buying stuff to impress people they don't really care about and so I luckily got that out of my system when I was at 18 and then after that I was like oh it doesn't bring me any incremental happiness essentially and so I was very lucky that while I didn't even have that much money I was able to kind of buy a few pairs of sneakers or trainers and a Stone Island jacket like a G and feel like, okay, all right, I've, I impress my the friends. The ROI like, on it then. yeah, it's huge. Like then. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And also, I was selling clothes, so I had to feel like I was Pulling, like, you know, walking pull. the walk. That was exactly. an expense, my friend. It <laughs> was an expense, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: you write that off on the taxes.
1: <laughs> exactly. But 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 the only thing I'd add, I kind of agreed with what Trunk said earlier, but the only nuance I'd say is that it has brought a lot of good to a lot of people in the same way um, yes. like, you know, someone who doesn't know anything about money or personal finance, when they start going down that rabbit hole, it can really help them organize their life a bit because money is really important for a lot of people to bring stability, but it's not the end goal. It's not like going to make you happy. And there's two quotes I'll share here, which I think are really helpful. Naval's one, I, I, I think this is from Naval. So if you can't be happy with a coffee you won't be happy on a yacht that one i think kind of like stuck that, with me that might be for gandhi
0: actually i think that's gone oh, okay
1: yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this is another one which i don't know who is from but this kind of resonate when i was 20 i wanted to be a millionaire now i'm a millionaire i want to be 20 and that Ooh, is kind of th- that's a pretty good one too because you're basically like you know with uh, you know without going to everyone's personal situations like even on my small scale. I'm thinking as an 18 or 20 year old, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be rich one day. I'm going to make a business. I'm going to earn lots of money. And then when you get to a certain level of financial stability, you're like, okay, is this, is this what I was really waiting for? You know? And like, it kind of like what you said with Matt Damon, you're like, okay, I've worked all this, I've worked for this Oscar or whatever it was. And now I've got here, it's like, okay, well, did that even mean anything? And the, And I think the most interesting people I've kind of attached myself to from Creator Lab, the people that I've interviewed there, are the ones that kind of went beyond that level. They realized, all right, it wasn't just a liquidity event. It was like figuring out what they actually like doing. So I would consider myself to be someone who does follow some of the FIRE principles. So I do think there's a lot of good there. But my version of that has been... I don't care i don't hate my work so i don't want to like just do something for 10 years to maximize my income so i can then retire in air quotes like what i kind of have now is been the hybrid like for the last five years i work like a way less than a full-time mm-hmm. job like hours wise and i earn a similar amount of money but i do all the things i want to do so to me my version of that was freedom as time freedom and doing like, for example, doing this podcast, I get a lot of like good feeling out of doing it every week. It's nothing to do with the money. It's just oh it makes my week better it's fun to hang up because there is no no money money. (laughs) exactly exactly it actually costs us money but yeah wait wait let me let me circle
0: well i was like i'm not doing this for money he's like yeah dude we know yeah yeah we
2: know if we were truly if we were truly proponents of the fire podcast you wouldn't be asked the the fire movement you wouldn't be able to ask this question (laughs) we wouldn't be doing this
1: podcast it's true exactly
0: (laughs) Blah blah. blah. I, I yeah. Let me be fair to the fire movement because if you take the extreme of anything, you're gonna be able to shit on them, right? Like Jack's extreme of health and fitness, like he's talked about, right? Like measuring your broccoli. Yeah, that's dumb. But going the fifty percent principles, knowing that here's what my macro should look like, like broadly, that's positive. I agree. I I really like the nuance you brought in there. Is like understanding the basics of fire is very beneficial. But where it goes wrong and again, exactly yeah. as you said, so thank you for adding to it. It was like if you're doing a job you hate
1: to do that, you're that's wrong. you should not be doing that. Yeah, you, you want to spend your time doing things yeah. you enjoy doing and maybe that and actually again, I'm not trying to just plug my own uh, Create Lab stuff but Zaid, who I had on Creator Lab last uh, last episode, we talked about him moving from a full-time civil engineering job to a part-time. Civil engineering job to now do his creative stuff on the yeah. like, and that was actually a really good example because <laughs> a lot of people do this either or approach, and it's actually closer to what I've done really as well. It's like I like Create Lab, I like doing NA, I like not making money from this, but still happy to do it. But there was a difference when I actually went a few months doing full time Create Lab essentially for like uh, I think it was 2019. I did it for a few months. I went from making hundred thousand dollars a year to zero. And or I made like a few thousand from Crate Lab sponsorships or something. But man, that feeling was not the right feeling for me. I became so defensive. I was like, I wasn't on the attacking foot, which is what I need to be doing. And after like basically doing now what I've been doing for the last few years, I was able to put it in its place and say, I actually really like doing this for different reasons. It doesn't have to be my be all and end all where I have to make 100 grand a year from this. Otherwise, it's not worth my time. And it's just up to everyone to figure out what that mix is. And so I think those principles are good, understanding things we all know about, like compound interest and like, you know, making sure you earn more than you spend. It's the same with like health. It's like once you internalize calories in, calories out, you will be able to maintain not being a fat bastard basically, right? Because you're able to say, oh, I understood, that my needs were not being met. So I was eating all this crazy food. Now I'm able just to add in some exercise and I balance it out. It's the same equation for money. You have to keep earning more than you spend and invest difference. Now, like you said, so much of that is out of your control. I do think it's very simplistic to think index funds are gonna always give you 8% or 12% like we've had in the last few years. That could be that we've had a 30, 40, 50 year cycle and things change. So that's why I think it's even more important to realize it's not that working is a bad thing. It's about finding things that you enjoy doing and, and defining what is enough and making sure you don't go over that amount as well is, is important. So I think every, the last one I say is our boy George Mack had a little thread on his 11 thoughts on money. And I thought this was the best way to put it. A rich man is anyone who earns more than his wife's sister's husband, Rory Sutherland. That is so funny. Because that is basically kind of summarizes some of the things. That feeling of being rich is really about like your comparison. And if you if I compare what I've earned in my life to all my friends from high school, I way out earned all of them. If I compare it to every single person I've met on my podcast, I'm a a poor man. You know what I mean? So it's just dependent on how you how you frame things in your head. And so I would say the over focus on like a time one day where I'm going about to retire is 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 overkill. But being able to be financially free is obviously a very positive thing. So yeah, that, that's my thoughts on it. Anything else on that, boys, before we move on Great to another, another topic? That, that was, was good, though. Great question, Kalos, if I'm saying your name right. Um, Chris Twining said, if each of you was able to work with or co-create with slash memeify for social media purposes, a brand, what would the brand be and why? Great question, very, very cool question. So essentially a brand you could co-create Ooh. with. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is you two have a little think about that because that is very good.
0: How do I say this without being like <laughs> become an advertiser of NIA? <laughs> I, got it. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a really good question. Mm. Um, I would frame it like this. I'd want to put my energy around. Okay, here, here we go. So one reason I did barely AI was because uh, very similar to the Mr. Beast models. Like I didn't necessarily just want to advertise, right? Like I wanted to align something that I actually cared about and not to dog any of my previous advertisers that I have advertised on my newsletter or I've worked with, uh, on social is like, sometimes I didn't even use a product. Right. And I, and looking back, I felt that was kind of weird. So I'd want something that I actually did use a ton and, uh, aligned with uh, a line, such a lame word, but man, here, take the background space. Is there a way to do something with SpaceX? I don't know. I'd probably do something with Starlink to be honest. Mm. I think Starlink is a, a, a world changing type of product. People know how I feel about uh uh Elon and the things he's uh, created and uh, you know, the full 360 of, of, of what he's been able to accomplish, the good and the bad uh, uh or like the, the nuanced look at it. But Starlink to me is like, and that would be something very cool to work with not that they would need me like they already got 160 million followers he can do whatever he wants with that and like and pump it out at, at a moment's notice but i think something like that would be like a stretchy thing it was like a type of product that a i would use i haven't started using starlink yet but i, I talked about buying one have, or e- have either of you guys like thought about getting one Obviously, we live in cities, so like the need of it isn't super high. But like, no. But okay, I just saw actually uh,
1: someone I know just posted they were on a, a flight this morning where they had Starlink on it, and he said it oh, was really cool. Oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah, there you that's go. That's game my game changer. Yeah.
0: I think I would like to put my energy behind that because Starlink is the the money uh, spigot that will help fund uh, uh, you know like a Starship. So, twenty years we can get to Mars. So there you go.
1: That's dope. Well, a well, quick follow-up question before we move to Jack. Honest question here. Elon Musk follows Trunk Fan on Twitter. I'm sure you guys have had some sort of chats in the past. So what do you think stops you from doing something like that now? Like, he already follows you. You could be doing that. Permissionless oh, yeah, apprentice. I mean, no, I do. I mean,
0: I do. The, to answer your question, I do support, like, any any of these space related ones I engage with. It's just like, yeah. dude, what, here's a question. Would I even move the needle? Like, that's the other thing. Mm. Maybe the... maybe things I should partner with isn't a Starling type thing It should be something where I can actually move the needle on. Right. So okay. I'd have to think, to think about that. Yeah. I'd have to find something. Well, I think, I mean, this is where something like barely quite literally is the solution is like barely itself doesn't have 160 million people. Right. No, but I'm serious. It's like, it's like, maybe it is just putting your energy behind those type of things up and coming
1: like that. Okay, great. Jack, you are the brand king of the pod you've worked with some of the best brands in the world and you've uh, created you know what you mentioned in i think either this episode or last episode i can't remember uh about becoming like the best in the world at one thing you're one of the best creative people in our world so you probably could do this if you wanted to work with a brand you could probably do it but is there answer for you a a brand that you would want to co-create with um that comes to mind there's a lot there's a lot
2: that I admire most of them are in the same realm as strong's answer the uh musk portfolio mainly also because of the the attitude of some of that stuff too right working with brands for a long time you realize that the majority of them just by nature of the engagement prevents you from doing anything interesting because it's like run by committee and all of that stuff so I'm basically going to give a non-answer and say I'm not interested in doing that at the moment, but the the ability to like put your in like turn your interests into a brand never been greater, and I feel like the the last couple of years I've been trying to do that is like I'm interested in this thing, I'm learning about this, I'll try and make something that isn't just me that reflects those things or explores those ideas so um yeah, we'll see like I'm in a little bit of a uh I'm kind of balancing between two worlds at the moment. I got the old VV stuff and I've been into these like two NFT collections this year. So yeah, I can't really imagine doing anything but that right now. So that's why I'm struggling to give a good answer.
0: No, I think this is a great answer. I'm, I'm, I'm changing my answer. I don't want to work with any brands. I work with myself and, yeah, and people I want to work with.
2: That's it. That, post, no, baby. that yeah. no,
0: no. I mean, no, but that was like, that was basically Jack's answer is like, wait a second, hold on. I'm taught I'm 99 percentile in what I do. Why am I lending this to another brand when I can just own it? And you've demonstrated that twice now, very successfully over the past couple of years. That's the answer. I admire a lot of brands, but to Jack's point, I'm not going to be able to control 100% A through Z, how much of my creative output gets put into it. And what i said earlier about the brands I have worked with in the past and I didn't even use myself and nothing against them. It's like, they, I, there was nothing, there was no feeling for me so why, yeah, that's my answer. Is like, I, I prefer to work on something uh, and lend uh, my energy to partnerships that uh, are very clearly something that I can help or that I can create myself. So like Workweek, for example, uh, with uh, the team at Workweek, it's super aligned with what I want to do. Uh, and uh, and which is why we're we're partnered. So like, that is a perfect kind of answer. Yeah. It's like, I think that's it. I don't want to stretch. There is no stretch, man. I don't want to work with Nike. Right, I admire them, but what what's Nike gonna get on me? What am I gonna get on Nike, right? It's like, it's better for me, value wise, to do something on my own from scratch, for them to spend their money elsewhere, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a fair answer. I guess the the essence of the question is less so about if we'd actually do it. It's more like brands that we would admire for those reasons. So I think you guys gave a good answer already. I'll say my one really quickly. It's not. I mean, obviously, any of those companies, like you said, like are amazing companies. But for me, again, similar to you guys, it's more like what would actually really be exciting for me. And for the last few years, as you know, I'm a a massive Arsenal fan. And uh, that would be just a very cool thing for me because I I see some of these videos that I saw. um, There's a guy who does the videos with the team and stuff. And I was like, man, this guy, what a fucking legend. This guy is that he got that. I mean, that's a dream job for someone who creates content and is a huge Arsenal fan, right? Like he's there with the team. He's basically going on the pitch with them. He's like... He's like feeling the whole thing. He's in the stadium. He's doing everything. And that's one of those only things where you're like, okay, that's not something I could do on my own. And it's something I care about a lot. And it's nothing to do with money. It's nothing to do with even the creative stuff. It's just something you'd love so much that you would just find it a a fun life experience. So that would be kind of my answer. But yeah, uh, great question. Though I really like the the idea there. Oh, it made us think. It made us think. Made us think. Exactly. Yeah, we had to take a a minute pause there. I don't know
0: I'm like, ooh, this is good.
1: Yeah, I don't like, know if Rafa edited that out. Maybe it did for retention purposes, but for actual... Uh, <laughs> that, that, but
2: that, for, pause? Uh, that pause? That yeah. pause is needed.
1: Okay. Um, all right, Ali uh, asked us, what has been your career high when you when you felt, fuck yeah, this is incredible? Really good question as well. This and is kind of related
0: coming... to some fire stuff I asked Chad about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, Go uh, for it. I'll give you a perfect example, actually. Uh, the Matt Damon one when I heard that when I know when I got the contract to option our script, I was in my early twenties and very similar, no, mid twenties, sorry. Very similar thing though. I'm like, Oh my God, this thing that I'd been wanting to do since I was renting all these blockbuster films, you know, last week we talked about blockbuster and DVDs. Oh my God, we did it. We signed it. We got a script. And then like just dissipated. It was gone. There was like no feeling the movie never got made. And like, that was the most I remember feeling. Oh my god, that was amazing! And then it just a it didn't actually uh, turn into something. But b also just kind of looking back now, who cares? It's like whatever. It's like a coffee table story at this point. And uh, and I think the larger thing is it wraps into the fire answer is these like these f yeah moments are probably goal related, and I've just completely shifted my life from like here, here's this goal. If I'm, I'm only happy in life if I achieve it. No, it's like, it's like uh, Scott Adams, uh, Dilbert cartoonist, semi-controversial, but he, uh, he goes systems versus goals, right? It's like, you build your life around systems. A system for me is wake up every day, should post, read it for five hours, right? That's, that's my system. I don't need a goal to be happy. That system is making yeah. me happy. It's kind Either of even like where you was won talking. that day, basically, like yeah. whatever the happens after won. that,
1: you did these exactly. the pigs, right? Yeah. We, so feed. that's it.
0: That that's my answer. Is like uh, that was the happiest I've been. Oh no, not the happiest. Like one of the most salient memories I had about like this goal that I had, and then just it just nothing really came of it, and it it reset my baseline of what matters more: goals versus system. So that's yeah. my answer.
1: That's a great one, Jack. You've had a lot of different experiences from the factory floor. To uh working on ferrari and then uh these massive cut car- i think we allowed to say the brand yeah ferrari yeah That's working fun. on all these brands and now obviously what you've done on your own with Visualize value then creating nfts one of the biggest ones in the world all the stuff you've done so anything coming to mind for you man Would be well, a few as big, well
2: well yeah i think the first one first big one was uh the like winning the contract that let me quit my job when I was, when I was uh, like working for an agency in New York and I got the first contract. That was a big one. I was actually in England with Celia at the time it was like New Year's Eve or close to New Year's Eve, whatever the, the last day of the year was. And uh, the guy rang me on the phone was in a double decker bus, actually, on sitting on the Ooh. top deck of a double decker bus. He's like, Yeah. We want to go forward with it. But, and I'd like completely put it out of my mind. I was like, there's no way just did this like really massive pitch. I was completely underqualified to deliver on. They're like, "Yep, we want to do it. So that was like, you know, to figure all that out.
1: It's happening. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then I think some of the art stuff like 2021 selling some of the, the visualized value original pieces. That was like a very crazy. Yeah, just just a naughty time. I just had a first kid, got into that world. COVID's going on, and that was like a huge, yeah, huge. Uh, which
0: one? Which one do you remember? Because one of our uh, first podcasts, probably was the when first you one, the checks, the uh, the uh, verified.
2: No, this was uh, there was a Michelangelo one. It's like a animated one where it's um, it's called Chisel. The piece it says every. Every block of stone has a sculpture inside it. It is the task of the sculpture to to discover it. And I like after I'd learned what an NFT was, like a couple months later, right, that was the first piece I put out. And uh just remembering like people actually wanting that, it was like fuck, this is mental. That was like totally shifted my my worldview again. Those two are big. Um yeah. And then this year the Christie's thing was cool. Oh
1: Very man. Cool. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a big that come up what about like um working with the naval thing on the book does that anything that was clo- i mean obviously different, that was especially because you know that kind of kicked off your self-employment stuff i think thread. one of the i think
2: one of the bigger yeah one of the like more memorable moments was when somebody like that amplifies your stuff on social like oh that yeah, was yeah. that's like a huge when you're like oh man the person that i've been reading for this long and learning from has seen this thing that i'm making like, especially when you're new to those platforms, you have really, like, no idea that people are actually looking actually at reading it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when, like, <laughs> I, I think it was the first one, like, the first big retweet I ever got was uh, Nassim Taleb. And I just Ooh. just finished all of his books. I did oh, this man. one piece. I, w- I was in Brooklyn, woke up one morning, and uh, the notifications have just gone bang, 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 bang. And I was like, this is mental. Like, that was a total, like, that totally, again, blows your, like, you're going from doing these freelance jobs and like trying to figure out to get somebody to work with you to like, you have this moment of realization. That's like, Oh, this, there is something repeatable about this thing. Like I've, there is something here that I've done that I don't need to rely on somebody else to tell me to do something to get this reaction. And that obviously does a ton for just reshaping how you understand agency and opportunity. Couple, I will yeah. echo
0: that. I want to echo that because my, my oh, answer yeah. was not sufficient, but Jack, this is what, these episodes are great. Cause I'm just listening. I'm like, I'm just yeah, nodding. Yeah. So like I underplayed it. Yeah. Obviously my first few, like uh big retweets or comments uh, uh, that I got from, like you said, when you just start on these platforms, you have no idea. You just don't understand how the mechanics work. And like your dopamine baseline for, you know, the hedonic treadmill, right. It's like, the first time you got a hundred likes you're like oh my god like you're like this is insane and now if, if you don't get a hundred likes in the first two minutes like you're annoyed right so like i think a hundred percent agree with jack that uh yeah i'd say that the first few those are like really like but it's because yeah, bangers, of the reframing man. it's just like you i love how you frame it. it's like you realize there are no gatekeepers it's like it's completely permissionless and it's that's the mayor dude like honestly like I know there's a lot of pump groups and a lot of uh, uh, like uh, viral uh, FRE going on, on like Twitter and all these other platforms. But the, but that type of content is still very uh, uh, meritocratic. Like it still has to be good to get like to last, that like, you can get a quick, you can get a couple wins, right? Like small wins on shit that isn't very good. But to last, to stay in that game, you got to be good consistently. And that's a pure meritocracy to be honest.
1: Yeah. And, also trunk uh, for you i'd say uh, without like name dropping and all that stuff it's i know like you've shared with us in in the dms and stuff like oh so and so this person we everyone listening would have heard of dm me this thing and it's less so about them being a famous person it's more like they appreciated my work you know it's like they oh, it's asked crazy. Yeah. about something i wrote about and it's like we all know this person uh i'm not just doing my elon musk which obviously i've already talked about but like You've, you've mentioned other people No, just box, to box. think that you're upstream of some of these yeah. like in certain days it's crazy i like yeah. think
0: that you, like jack lot of about memes we talk about memes right the idea that you're transferring some information and they are taking it's my it's actually mind boggling when mm-hmm. you think about it yeah um that, yeah, that's I, one I of the jack realizations
1: Johnson. like where you're like oh i put something out and i didn't even think this could happen like you said Nassim taleb retweeting or writing it that's like I've just finished reading his stuff. Like I'll give a couple of mine real quick as well. I mean, the one version of that for me was honestly doing this pod. I remember we talked about Kano once, like one of my favorite artists ever. And I got a, I got a follow from his manager on Twitter, and I'm like, wait a minute, this guy literally. Oh, I used to have a ringtone when I was 16 years old, where from Kano on a mixtape no one's even heard of, and there's a skit in the middle of it where he literally imitates this guy. And it's again, no one even knows who this person is, right? And he's like not even that famous. But for me, it meant so much because I was like, Oh, this like I was a kid listening to these guys. Does
0: Kittle's manager listen to this podcast?
1: Well, I don't know, I don't know if he still does, but he, okay. he has. But uh okay. but um but anyway, I'll give a couple of mine. Mine is less so about like similar to what Trunk said, like one big moment, it's more like tent pole moments where you realize something. So as you guys said, putting something out, being like, Oh, this is actually going to get attention from people that I'm trying to connect with or whatever. The other one is just like, um, when you realize you can do something on your own. So like, I'll just give a few examples. The first big one was like, again, from the old street vibes days where I was selling stuff online on the side. And I remember making like a goal for myself to make X amount of money. And I got that first amount of money and I basically took a massive risk. I took all of it and bought wholesale, fucking basic hoodies, right? Like 24, yeah, it was It was like a few grand basically. I remember making like a few, like a thousand or 2000 pound and, and it took me ages just to get to that. And I remember being like, I'm reinvesting all of this to buy this Mr. new thing I've Beast, never sold baby. before. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember then basically in a week selling everything and doubling the money. And then that kind of made me realize that damn, you can actually just buy stuff for this and sell it. Everyone's happy. I remember going to school, selling some at school, and then selling it on the rest online. And that feeling, I remember taking my parents out for a dinner at this place called Chili and Spice. I remember texting Jack about it recently. Dad, It was, Dad, a, in, it was a, me. That was it, yeah. It was a Chinese Indian restaurant. They did both. You get your chow yeah. mein and Love chicken it. tikka masala. Love Incredible. It. Whole street, I think, in a Waltham store. Prawn halal crackers. food prawn crackers and poppadoms killing it yeah, but, I, <laughs> but that was one of those things where i'm like okay this is something that is going to mean something to me it's not about the money it's like i can figure this out and i can get access to a whole big world out there uh that was one the second wait, wait, one blah, wait wait hold yeah, on when the gone. check came out what happened you're just like did you
0: hold did you grab your dad's hand it's like it's on me, dad. Oh, oh, 100%. <laughs> no, it was did the
1: that check was, come out, or did you go up to the which one did you do? You gotta pretend to go <laughs> to the toilets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did you do that one, or the one where you pretend to go to the toilet and you pay the bill when your dad's like, Let me get the bill? Already hey,
1: yeah, I already yeah. got it. hey, got.
0: Which one did you do?
1: <laughs> I don't remember. I, I probably <laughs> the first one, but, well, no, but I think hand. it was just more about, yeah, that that was. I'm not saying that's necessarily a career highlight, but it's one of those things where you're like. Oh, this is really cool. No, but it's the
0: same psychological effect, right? That's the point. Exactly. And
1: you internalize a lesson, essentially, like that you're now taking. The other one was probably, um, yeah, from my Google suit days to like, my favorite job at Google was basically this, where we launched a startup in Europe. That was a really cool moment where I was like, oh, wow, like in a big company, I can do something closer to what I wanna do long-term. And just having that autonomy within a big company was really, really cool. Um, and then I'll say like a charity water for a while, it felt like the dream job for me at that particular moment in time. I remember being there and just being like, well, I'm getting access to all these crazy people I'm learning from, like, I felt like I'd stopped learning for a while. And it was the first time I was so energized and we were doing like good in the world where I felt like at that moment, I really wanted that. Um, and so I'd say like being there, feeling like I had ownership of the team I was working with. And and directly seeing the impact on my work every day. That feeling is and that's kind of what I now do is I moved all the way from a company and I had a hundred thousand people to hundred people to now just myself. And that's kind of the progression I knew I needed to get back to. Wait, was- which
0: company had hundred thousand people? Which
1: company? Is that? That sounds yeah. like a
0: pretty big
1: company. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Are they on the, the, the S P 500? I think it <laughs> might be, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> once a week, once a week, we got to get it in. But anyway, so I'd say those are a few like tempo moments where I realized like my hard work could actually translate to something beyond money and I can actually learn. And it is that's kind of what I realized. Like there's pros and cons about every approach. And in that moment, I was craving more meaning and more kind of impact. And like what I was doing all day was translating into helping real people and that that was really cool feeling and it was you know we talk a lot about like leverage and stuff like that is the leverage of someone who's been working on that an entrepreneur who basically dedicated themselves for 10 15 years by that point built this infrastructure that I could plug into with my skills and I could multiply you know my own impact by a thousand fold and that is a really nice feeling so yeah, that that I'd say that was what I wanted to I think the takeaway from
0: our three examples, just to put a pin on this, is like when you realize that you can uh affect change in the world or the world comes to you by your own actions, no gatekeepers. I think that's kind of the takeaway. It's like Yeah. You know, when you grew up, not everyone's like this, but you know, the, the, the high school system kind of puts you in this mindset where like, oh you gotta ask people for permission. Yeah. Like the, uh, like this is the way it's always been. Like this is the trajectory. Follow the rules, take. basically. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you realize that that path is just whatever uh, it, it was there for a reason, uh, and maybe it works for the majority of people. But it's like when you realize you can just kind of step off of it, and the benefits are actually insane. Is uh, I think that's kind of the takeaway here.
1: That's yeah. that's great 100%. That's great. All right, we got a, a few more here. Um, Jack, whenever you need to go, let us know as well. I know you got stuff going yeah, one on. More, so. One more, one more for Jack. Another, I got another 10. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah let's good. do it. Um, so I think Dylan. Casey asked this. We kind of talked about this in the last episode. So tell me if we don't need to go over this again. How AI tools for language localization affect podcasters and YouTubers, especially as it relates to advertising. We covered it. We we, we kind of covered it last last week. NIA up only is the summary, right? Up only, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Dylan, we already talked about it last week, but good question. Um, Okay. Let's see. Stuart said, if you had to be a new startup founder today, what would you guys be interested in?
0: Okay, here's my quick answer. It's like, uh, you know, people talk about product market fit. People always talk about founder market fit. Market like, fit, yeah. And, and and I'm a big, I, I I've definitely, I wish I had the mentality. I know I don't wish it, but I'm like, what I would get into is probably very uh, atoms stuff, not bits like digital world. I do digital stuff. We all do digital stuff. We've actually, but Jack's brought this up in a previous AMA where like we always put this myopic lens of like, you know, great content, like digital stuff. Like, that's our, that's our leverage. But the reality is that the stuff that needs solving now are, are, are atoms related, right? It's the energy infrastructure needs to be fixed. And like people doing a lot of spaceship, i'd be very interested in space nuclear energy stuff like that if i had the temperament for an aptitude but i don't so i think uh unfortunately is like if this is like a question being like what kind of opportunities are out there this seems like potentially a segment that i think do do hard tech like it's it's stuff that actually changes the world which unfortunately i'm not doing and um uh, and those need solving and if you have an aptitude for that those things because of how hard they are to do a lot less competition, like everything that we've talked about, it's easy, right? It's easy to flick on content. And it's easy to get the automatic distribution and, and build an audience and all that stuff is like, that's much more replicable than getting into nitty gritty. So I'd say, uh, I think that's worthwhile doing. I just don't have the aptitude for it.
1: Yeah. Great. Great answer. Jack, any thoughts from you, mate? If you had to, if you were a startup founder today, what would you be interested in?
2: Start a fish and chip shop, yeah, local fish and chip <laughs> yeah. shop. Nashville's finest. I'd buy my local pub. Yeah. No, it's like the same answer as Trung. basically. It's like you just fantasize about the total opposite of what you're doing. You know, like the what would it be like if I didn't have to wake up and touch a laptop or go on a computer? Or, and that's like the absolute opposite answer if anybody listens to this podcast. But it has been funny to watch. Like, you know, some of the kids I grew up with um, – went to a trade school out of uh, high school in the UK. So when you're 16 or 17, you go learn to be a plumber or bricklayer or something else. And for like 10 years or so out of school, that was like, yeah, it was an okay choice. so like you can get work. And now it's like, those guys are laughing. Just, they're making money. You just think like, plumbers, zero. Killing it. roofers. The Zurich yeah, The, syrup the syrup. Bubble has, has yeah. definitely deflated the opportunities for the liberal arts enjoyers <laughs> among us.
1: Jack, you would be just frying up Mars bars in a in a,
2: Mate, a fish and chip I shop. Be, I would be yeah. I would I always used to joke to that you know, I wanted to open a, a English cafe on Wall Street. That was my oh, that was man. my thing when I was in New York. I was like I would do yeah, I'll do little fry ups in the morning, and I could do fish and chips at night. Yeah, What's yeah, a fry yeah. Up. Exactly. What's
0: a fry up? What's a oh, fry up? Man. Oh man,
2: bacon, eggs, sausage, beans, mushrooms. Yeah, we gotta toast. pull this. Is it toast. in a sandwich? No, 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 exactly. no, no, no. Oh,
0: Okay. There's a fish, wait, there's a, wait, fry wait up. a
2: Pull
1: it up, Jamie. Pull it up, Jamie.
0: quick, quick question, Bilal. When you're frying the Mars bar, is it in the same oil batch that you're doing the fish in?
2: Probably the fries. Probably the Okay. I was about to
0: say, I'm like.
1: Depends on the chip shop, are yeah. different
0: oil, I, yeah. So, some, some are definitely doing it in yeah. oil that's six months old.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, we've got we asked what a fry up is, so this is you'll see, you'll recognize a, a you good must have English seen it. breakfast. Oh,
0: oh, yeah, it's an English breakfast,
1: yeah, with the baked beans. You can see that in here. I mean, no, my legend like has Thank always you. been that halal version with the uh, the beans hash brown vibe. Mm. So, I didn't actually grow up eating, eating the full one, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's classic eggs and beans for below <laughs> and toast little hash Bro, brown
0: i like big beans man a lot of people don't and i like dude the oh. tomato the fried tomato oh my <laughs> goodness dude oh my dude if somebody just did a, a a a a a hot dog stand of just fried tomatoes it would crush wait, just, that no, wait one, i like the them.
1: idea of the uh the english cafe turning into a a fish and chip shop and then just a pub as well just three in one on Wall Street, yeah, though.
2: I may. It'd be sick. It should It'd look like, sick. you
1: know, Top Boy, the cafe in Top Boy? Yeah, man, Like mate. the classic. Yeah. Exactly caf, that. Exactly uh, that.
2: Have you done Regency going Cafe? off. Have you been to Regency? I haven't, well, but
1: I know you've mentioned it before, yeah. If anybody's
2: is. seen uh, um, Layer Cake.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. Layer Cake, classic oh, as mate. well. Oh,
0: mate. Jeez. Well, can Regency we get the quote? Cafe. What's the quote from Layer Cake, which is actually the best alpha you could probably get, is... I'm getting the quote from, because it's actually related to a lot of stuff we're talking about careers. Let me see. Where oh, you're born. Take, yeah. You're born. Yeah. Okay, guys. Jack knows exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, here it is, people. This is the answer to every question on the AMA we've already had. <laughs> so I take back every previous answer about fire, about the best uh, experience, about founder market fit. Here it is. This is my answer to everything in every future AMA question. You're born. You take shit. You get out in the world, you take more shit. You climb a little higher, you take less shit. Till one day you're in the rarefied atmosphere and you forgot what shit even looks like. There you go. Jeez, Welcome
1: Welcome Look the at that. Layer cake, son. Yeah. Welcome you to the put cake. Put that on a quote Instagram page, mate. That Here, is beautiful. There you yeah. go. All right. Beautiful. Your I love pod that intro right there too. There you go. Yeah. Um. I'll just say yeah. The The answer. I think you guys already gave pretty good answers there. I think. I don't think I have too much more to add. I think the the only thing I would add to that is really, it's so dependent on what you're trying to get out of it. Like if you're trying to go hard, like trunk what he described, if you've got aptitude for creating that real world stuff, that's an amazing thing. But it really, that has to be only because you really want to make that yeah. much of an impact. You want to go big or go home. You've got less than 10% chance of it working. Versus like what I've been more interested in in recent years has been like the full ownership of something, feeling the impact of what you're doing, you know, having 80, 90% of the business, if you can do that, um, not necessarily following what everyone else is doing. So there's lots of versions of that. Like half the people listening to this are doing stuff like that as well. So it just depends. And for me, that isn't, you know, I I don't really want to do at the moment anyway, maybe in the future will change. I'm I'm quite happy with the way what I've been doing recently, which is more optimizing for my own lifestyle, things that I care about. Versus I need to change the world with a startup where well, I did feel like that in the past and right now I don't so maybe it will come back to me. Um, anyway, really good question. though great question. And uh, building on that Joseph said, which personal skills would you wish doing deep into you also spelt which would going, are going going. Wait, Going we... maybe. let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have been autocorrect. So would you which personal skill would you want to go deep into and I guess improve?
0: Okay, so this one's a this go. I I I like to get better at short form video. I actually do think that I'm I'm obviously I still think TikTok should be banned. Sorry, my boy, I know our boy Zay <laughs> disagrees with me on that one. But uh I mean Zay could just hop over here, reels or shorts, probably posting there anyways, right? And he's got he's got game no matter what. So uh, uh I think that and is lives a, too. Yeah, video is a super valuable skill uh because listen, eyeballs at the end of the day, right? Text is super dense. I love writing. Um that's I think still the best information transfer until Neuralink comes. Uh I'll, I'll have I'll, listen, I'll do brand stuff for Neuralink if you guys want. <laughs> I'll check. Um but yeah, I think uh short form video is a uh, is a legit skill. That's a good even answer. A video. video in general, man. Like I'd like to get better at video.
1: Yeah, great great answer. Jack, anything coming to mind for you mate? Mm, probably just more technical stuff
2: for me a little code mm, Yeah. I got, I, ah I, I, interesting there's more working knowledge of that stuff like i I picked up a good like good enough understanding being in the agency world but never did like you know hyper technical um yeah just just a working knowledge of that stuff like there's a um a lot I work with called Traff. I don't know if you guys I've brought him up a couple of times, but yeah, he's yeah. like Literally? incredible designer. No, no, no Traff like like
1: he does a design. He's a designer, lot right? Front
2: end, lot of front end yeah, stuff. He's really Jillil, uh, uh, um, those guys both have like different corners of the like technical spectrum covered, but also incredible visual designers. And that's like just being, I think, in environments where you were required to learn both sides of that. Uh, yeah, just mega powerful skill set so
0: would you want to would uh, learning solidity be useful for you like like would it be worth your time or not really
2: not really i don't think okay. i mean i mean and le- and also like i think unless i say this stuff but it's also with the caveat of like i've had plenty of opportunity to do it but it's not i'm not like geared that way so yeah. it makes way more sense to find people to work with that are good at that um, your version of that in their and world. what is
0: solidity for people that may not know
2: so, it's just how you write smart contracts on Ethereum. Like okay. Very like it's for a lot of people. I think, in terms of its complexity relative to other languages they learn, it's not that complicated, but obviously it's incredibly high stakes because you're dealing with actual value transfer. So, uh, a lot of people have actually shout out to uh, Tom Hurst. I think he listens to this. He just deployed a, uh, Little set of resources of how to learn solidity. So uh, okay. maybe we can shout out like that in the notes and um, yeah, just uh, knowing how that stuff works makes you a better designer too. Like you don't have to be able to do it, but you just have to understand it.
0: It's like Elon's factory yeah. at Tesla. Get the designers right next to engineers. You know, you're not working in a vacuum. Mm. You need <laughs> to know what
1: your are is,
2: man. Are implicated. Is.
1: There we go. That's a great. Yeah, I think those two, I mean, I feel those were two that I'd definitely have thought about as well. I think short form video, like you said, I would say video generally, like you said, is, is definitely an interesting one beyond like, we're doing video in air quotes right now, but it's not, we're not optimizing for video at all. We're recording. We're pretty good Zoom. though. I think
0: we're pretty good on video guys.
1: Yeah, there we go. We got the setup. We got the, uh, the lights El on right now. Uh, you, right now. You actually know
0: what? Let me bring up on our boy off. George Mack. When he talked about Chris what? Williamson. Mm. When- took taking the lessons for speech, uh, sp- for public mm-hmm. speaking lessons. Oh, yeah. Dude, They're I would, you know what? Mm-hmm. Like in my it. mind, I'm probably, in my mind, I'm probably way better public speaking than I am, right? In my mind. No, no <laughs> seriously. Oh,
1: you're good, you're good. No, no you're but good. I mean you're like, but you clearly yeah.
0: can get better, like yeah, way I mean, better, anyone right? Anyone can get
1: better, really. But yeah, no, that's good. Cool. I will say video, I think right now, I think beyond short form video, is the thing to learn right now. If you're trying to do video, like we said, that's why I just did the two last two episodes of three episodes were uh, on Cray Lab were with Zaid and Callaway, both short form, because I was interested in learning about it. So they were breaking down like everything from writing a script to editing, like sharing a screen, everything, very interesting. But that's just what is very relevant today. I think just video is the ultimate storytelling, right? It's like sight, sound, motion, It's Mm. every layer of communication and um, the short form is today, but like video storytelling is forever. Like you're going to do, you're going to make movies with video. You're going to make YouTube videos with video. So I 100% agree with that one. Um, If I was, yeah, if I was trying to learn anything else, it would be kind of doubling down on that. I also think that the leverage you have on a place like YouTube at the moment or TikTok is where long-term you're going to be able to create value you know, and there's a repository of of videos on YouTube. So I think it's worth the investment because your your time and energy will actually be exponentially returned. Um, Yeah, so I I don't know. And he said personal. So I would actually just add to that is more like writing. For me, is something I've always written. Like I enjoy writing. I don't do it as consistently as I would like to, but that would be another one of just like kind of getting back into that would be a nice thing. Uh, and then the last one is something on the health side, cause you said personal, it's just like, I'm in the last like year I've done more gym, you know, weightlifting, et cetera, than I've done consistently any other time in my life. But I'm still, I'd put myself at like a two out of 10, like I'm still very early in that and really going advanced, um, and doing that stuff consistently would make a massive difference to my life long term. So uh mainly because of injuries and stuff, I can't fully do a lot of those things. And the shape I was in, I wasn't able to do it. But just to be able to learn the ins and outs of not just weightlifting but the mechanics of the body, flexibility, um This and, is a great answer. Nutrition. You know, yeah. Nutrition. I would actually say my nutrition is my knowledge of, and execution nutrition has been pretty good for a long time, but but the the body stuff, like you know, basically like yoga, like every version of like flexibility I will triple and stuff. down on
0: this. I will yeah. triple down on the flexibility stuff. Like, i you would just of
1: feel incredible over the. Well, long think one.
0: about the range of movements that we don't do, right? I mean, yeah.
1: Jack probably knows. Especially he, sitting Jack, on a desk all day, man, it's crazy. Hundred
0: percent, Jack. Jeff, do you still have a personal trainer? Yeah. Okay, so so Bilal and I are probably more self-directed. Like you know, I go for runs and do the same like ten workouts, right? Like body weight stuff. Like that. But that means I'm only doing those ten range of motions, whereas a guy that a uh, per, proper personal trainer or physio would be like, "Trung, like, look at this movement. You probably haven't done that movement in five years, but I'm telling you right now, that movement's gonna come up and you're gonna blow something out because you haven't been using that. This is why you actually need physio. You need prop. Like going to physio is something I probably should be doing, but I'm not. And to the last point, like especially if you're sitting all day.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I'd say that. Well, you're standing on like you because I've been checking the Bitcoin. You guys haven't noticed, but the last couple of episodes, uh, I've been sitting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that, but yeah. you're standing. Oh. In I have a good. Space, I have a good someone. reason,
0: though. I have a good reason because I, I started recording my solo pod and I didn't want to worry about this mic setup anymore. And I look like an idiot when I'm standing at the current setup. So sorry, people. If I if I reverse jinx dust uh, to 69k, then uh,
1: we might be. apologize.
2: I think sailor bought five thousand four hundred <laughs> Bitcoin this month.
1: Bullish, so there. bullish. Huge. He's Huge. trying to keep it afloat, man. Um, right, how many right, more we
0: got? I guess. Be, I know um, had a buggy. The
1: lot, yeah. Last, I guess we can just do one last one.
0: Last let's, no, let's through. how many got?
1: I, uh, many I we think got? probably this might be the. I mean, including the meme one, if you want to cover that. But this one was from E. I don't know E's full name, but what are some good techniques you use to stay focused on one goal project? How to avoid the shiny object syndrome? incredible take pre-workout okay, for everything. Me, not, <laughs> health advice, not health I, advice no i then. i hate
0: giving advice so much but i will say this no is this the answer is no like you just ha- learning how to say no it's like it's hard man especially dude jack must get hit up so much but i would say the best thing to do to focus on thing is just like being comfortable saying no just like just say no
1: Right. you gotta have that, that is, right you got it your sucks, heads down right? we talked about it's this so over email. hard right we joke oh, about it before
0: down. right I'm like listen a lot of people i'm sure listen to this maybe not a lot but a lot of people do ping me it's like hey can you help with xyz do you want to do xyz i give the same answer every It's like listen i'm focused on these two things i appreciate my head's the shout down right out right now right yeah, now my head heads is down my head is <laughs> like in the table if you saw where my head is right now it's like you'd be like, my Yo, head need- is in the <laughs> arena right yeah, now yeah, yeah, my head exactly. is in the arena um that's my advice is say no. Just, just got to say no. You got to be vicious with, because uh, mm. what you're doing is when you're saying no, like, let's talk about the psychology of it. You you feel bad. I think a, a lot of it is you're feeling bad. Like you're letting someone down. But the thing that I've just completely warped is like, you know, people have every right to ask. You can ask. I have every right to say no. That's it. That's all right. Yeah. You have, th- there's no reason why you get purchased on my time. Like there's just none. Especially if I have a kid, you don't get purchased on my time. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's not an asshole thing to do. It's like that's time is the most valuable commodity in the world. So yeah, yeah that was the biggest uh, unlock for me was like not feeling bad saying no. That's it. That's my yeah. Answer.
1: Love that, Jack. Anything else? You're you're very focused on doing many many things. Well, doing one or two things very very well. So mm-hmm. anything that's helped you there?
2: Cons, I think, is the ultimate one. That's like the the common thing across everything. And then maybe this idea of some measurable quality or characteristic that doesn't depend on an externality. Like the idea of maybe this is not answering the question really, but visualized value, for example, I was able to stay on that because I had set this constraint. That I could just hit over and over and over again, regardless of who is responding to it. Yeah. It's like focus, not depending on inspiration, Right. Like focus being something that you can turn up and produce because you have the parameters already set. Um, what they call it leading indicators versus lagging indicators. You know, that like I made a hundred phone calls, not I got two leads. Yeah. That's not the best example, but you count the things that you have under control. Yeah, you like do inputs the things that are under your control. Is
1: another way of describing it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this is, again, a basic answer, but it is say no to the stuff that is just going to accrue all of this debt and responsibility and mental toil for you. And you can kind of unwind that sometimes by having something that you could just say, oh, I got that done. Like, imagine for, you know, you guys have a different version of that than I do. It's like record the pod, write the email, get it done. Next week, we're on to the next one. Find a guest, whatever. So, uh yeah, that's again that's that's specific to our situations, but feels to me like engineering something that you can hit when you need to make progress is definitely a helpful uh, yeah. thing. Oh, to I, just, I just
0: wanna add because based on what Jack said, I do I do want to add a little bit of nuance, Masters. It's like it's not specifically when I'm saying uh the note bars, like you're not saying I'm not saying my time is more valuable than yours. I'm saying my time to me is more valuable to me. So I'm no you know what I mean is like but I, that, that, I think that nuance is important when you're saying you don't ever let somebody make you feel bad for saying no for your control, your time. Because I think that happens a lot. I think there's a lot, you could tell for a lot of these techniques, like dude, it's classic sales. One-on-one, right? People, first of all, the techniques they'll hit you with a huge ass first. Hey, can we get a coffee? And then you'll say, no, they're like, okay, how about a phone call? Like They're trying to game. like, yeah, they, I know down. what's yeah. happening. Right. It's like, Listen, I know what's going on here. So I'm just going to make it very clear. It's like my time, because I don't have a lot of it for my life circumstances, is extremely important to me. So I think kind of what Jack's saying is like, you should be able to frame your life. I mean, frame your schedule in a way or frame the way you're working where you actually get the same no without feeling bad because that's what's happening. People are trying to manipulate you into feeling bad. I don't say not everyone is negative in this way, but when people do ask, like they're doing the standard negotiation ask stuff, right?
1: Yeah. And I'll just add one last thing because you, Jack brought up a good point. This might be relevant to us the way we are in our current lives. We're recording this during the week, during the daytime, most people can't do that already. So the first step is being able to get control of your time in the first place. So if you're in a mm. job, you're not gonna have the same freedom and that is completely understandable. Like we've all done that ourselves as well. So I think being able to control what you can control there and accepting your current situation. So like when I was in a job, I was being pulled all over the place as well, being like, hey, can you do this project? Can you work on this? And in, depending on your situation, you're trying to do more, you're trying to, sh- like let's say you're in a job, you're trying to get promoted, you're trying to show, oh, I did all these extra things. Like, and the first important thing there is like really clearly defining what is actually necessary versus not. And if whatever your goal is, if your goal there is to get promoted because you need the extra money or you need the title or you need whatever, like get very specific on that. And like in my case, I would have spoken to my manager and said, this is what I'm trying to get to. This is where I'm currently at. I'm being pulled all over the place. People are making me do these things that I don't think are actually driving the business forward, etc. And like just being really, it's like, the, it's like writing, like it's the editing of the writing. It's like you've got a whole page of stuff. You need to take out 60 to 80% of it. And it's the, the title needs to be brought down. So that is your work there. Look at your calendar. That is equivalent of an essay you've written. Think of it like that. And you're like, okay, I've got all these meetings. And like just reflecting on that and be like, do, did I actually need to be in that meeting? No, all right, if not, like let me see if I need to go to next one. Let me ask them next time for a clear agenda. Like, so those are the ways you can, even in a job, start to do that it also depends where you are if you're in a law firm you can't do that the, the, the culture is very different but i think that's an you made such a great part. point
0: man I, I know i know Jessica Boogie. we probably wrap up here but man this has been such a good ama because you guys keep adding nuance to everything like it makes me think it's like dude yeah. you nailed it man it's like just a lot of people that's the only thing in focus have full control of your time that's a reality yeah.
1: that's if you want to be able to do unluck, deep yeah. work
0: can you sit down for four hours like up until this fall with my child, I wasn't able to, but now he's in school a little bit longer, but because he had purchased my time, because of course I'm going to give him purchase. Yeah. And
1: that's your obligation. You need to, so everyone has a version of a kid or whatever that is. Work,
0: work kid. Like, like you said, you used to work at Google, you, you, a full agency life. It's like, you know, uh, our charity water. I think, yeah, I'd say those two things. I think those are two pretty good answers. Sound pretty generic, but it's like, the only way to focus is to have full fo- is to have as much control of your calendar as possible. And that's difficult to do, but if focus really does matter to you where you want to do deep work, maybe you need to reassess what is happening in your life and professionally or in terms of relationships that's taking this calendar away from you. Is it a friend that is so freaking demanding that is continually putting you into uh, onto their calendar and onto their schedule? Maybe that you have to change the tenure of that relationship. Is it a work job? Like Bilal said, you're editing the calendar editing it right he's like do i need this meeting because if i take this one meeting you know guess what just open up a six hour block for me i can actually focus right yeah this is, man
1: i can't be how much it. alpha
0: is in this episode right now
1: there we go <laughs> there we go all right we should call it here though that was great 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 yeah. to chat to you boys as always hope yeah. you guys enjoyed that we'll be back next week with a regular episode hope you guys uh enjoy that share it with your friends and we'll see you next time cheers peace out guys